Welcome to Founder Fridays on Evolve, where we interview founders about the startups they are building to push the world to evolve. Welcome to Founder Fridays on Evolve. Today, I'm with Courtney Snavely. She is the co-founder of Ovi, a startup focused on providing women with personalized tools they need to take control of their sexual and reproductive health. So before we get into Ovi, tell me a little bit about you and why you're so passionate as a founder. Um, yeah, so I, a little bit about me, I have a background in pre-med and biology um, and then sort of decided I wanted to be more involved with the people, um, you know, more involved with the patients. Um, so I also grew up in Pennsylvania, pretty close to Amish country. Um so when I was going through school, my sex education literally looked like that scene from Mean Girls where it was like, mm. don't have sex or you will have, you know, you will get yeah. kidney and die. So that was my whole sex education. Um, and then even talking about like menstruation and stuff, it was like, okay, the girls are going to go into the room to get their pads and like, it's a big secret. So everything was really like taboo and really hush hush. Um, so when I started like going to school and when I was trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, like women's healthcare and going to the gynecologist for the first time was really scary and anxiety inducing, um, which I was not surprised when I interviewed a lot of people around the country, like they have a similar experience. Um, so that's really, you know, what got me started working in the women's, uh, health space. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the problem that you guys are focusing in on. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, a lot of, when we touched upon a little bit, a lot of the issues surrounding women's health are heavily stigmatized. Um, just culturally, um, the way you're brought up and the way you're taught about things, um, so when you have a question, like even something as simple as like vaginal discharge, if you have any abnormal symptoms, you almost feel embarrassed to talk about it. So mm-hmm. the first thing yeah. a lot of us do is turn to Google whenever we're embarrassed to say something out loud. And the internet can be such a scary place when it comes yeah. to looking up symptoms. Uh, I would not recommend it. And I, I, yeah, I'm a little bit of a compulsive researcher. So I'll have like an ingrown hair and just convince myself that I have syphilis and been rotting away, which is not healthy. Um, So we started with this premise that, you know, there's so much wrong information out there. And even just finding access to care is not easy. Like we live in New York City and it still takes, you know, it can take up to a day to find antibiotics for, you know, something as simple as UTI. Um, So that's what we really started focusing on is, you know, accessing healthcare as a woman is not easy. Um, finding the resources that you need is not easy. And the internet can be really scary and overwhelming. So we really wanted to remove that anxiety and just make it easier to navigate your own body and your own healthcare. Yeah. So how are you guys, um, you know, looking to solve this, remove that stigmatization around sex and, you know, provide those resources, the right resources? Right. So um, we've done a lot of customer interviews. I think we did almost 300 interviews with women uh, just trying to figure out their pain points before we started building. Um, And what we found is it's almost a three pillar approach to, you know, what we're building. Um, So the first one is definitely content. Uh, Just providing medically accurate content is a huge Mm -hmm. step. (laughs) 
Um, and just providing content that you can't really find anywhere else. Just sharing personal anecdotes and really providing that human touch point in terms of the medical content. Um, and then also community, like you want to feel like other people are experiencing the same things that you are. Um, so you really want to feel like you're not isolated and alone, which a lot of women feel like they're suffering in silence because they don't have, they don't have other people that they can connect with and talk to. Um, and then the last thing that we're focused on is commerce, just providing really safe to use effective products that have been tested out by other people with vaginas and similar situations so they can really um, get a feel for what they're purchasing before you know they make a full commitment to something. Um, so those are like the three pillars um, and how we navigate it all is through this conversational search. We frame it as like your gynecological concierge. So if you yeah. have any questions, you can come to our platform and someone will be there to point you in the right direction. Um, and then we also do a blog and a lot of product reviews and um, our curated boxes and our commerce section specific to what issues you might be having. So whether you keep getting yeast infections all the time and don't know what to do, or you know you have really painful periods and you're looking for a more natural solution to ease your cramps. Um, so those are just a few of the services that we offer. Yeah, I think uh, what you guys are doing, like it's so important being able to provide that community and like feeling like, hey, I'm not the only one because then that removes <laughs> that barrier for them to actually ask for the help and maybe get the services that they need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's huge. So how are you guys making revenue and what's been your traction so far with that? Um, yeah, so revenue um, definitely has been coming through the commerce section. Um, so that just launched in February um, and we're experimenting with what, you know, just really crowdsourcing from our community what type of things that they need. Um, so that just launched in February and was inspired by this crowdfunding campaign that we had launched. Um, so we had raised probably around six to $7,000 through that and a lot of it was commerce sales. Um, yeah. So that you know, we made it live on the site. In terms of um, other type of traction, we've had pretty consistent, you know, 50% growth in users every month, which has been awesome. Um, and yeah, it's always interesting to see what content gets the most hits. Uh, yeah. yeah like, I guess not surprisingly, a lot of it is product reviews. Like people want someone who's giving them like a really honest, transparent, like non-sponsored mm. opinion right. on especially with things like menstrual cups like you're putting that inside of you like you really want to get to the bottom of how it's going to feel and you know other people's experiences and stuff um that was about traction right yeah 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 so, so <laughs> yeah so based on the feedback that you're getting i mean like nick you're talking about a lot of it uh is product reviews that people are really enjoying um where do you see the the growth of the startup going and the, in terms of like what the market opportunity is. Yeah. So femtech is growing pretty rapidly. Um, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with like supposed to be a $50 billion industry by 2025. That's what a lot of the market is projecting. Um, in terms of, 
you know, a lot of that is focused on fertility treatment and pregnancy and postpartum. I think there's a huge gap and an opportunity for people to take on those like transitional periods in time, like young girls going through puberty, young girls becoming sexually active. And then also on the other end of the spectrum, like women who are experiencing perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause. Um, So I think there's a huge market opportunity there. Um, And where we see ourselves growing is we really want to start engaging with their customers really on in their you know life cycle so we want to start engaging them when they're going through puberty or you know they're going to the gynecologist for the first time and really be there for them every step as their life and as their choices and decisions change um you know all the way through thinking about pregnancy and thinking about fertility and you know all along their lifespan in terms of where we're headed as a company um so we curate a lot of different products um you know based on quality and stuff and i think you know in the next couple years we really start to we really love to start building our own products as well Mm -hmm. um because we have seen a lot of like things that are missing in the space um, or things that could be, you know, improved upon. So I think that's where we're headed in the next couple of years. Yeah. I love that you guys have like a brand that you are basically building as like a partner through their entire life, which is beneficial for both parties. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So what do you think your guys is, I mean, you talked about sort of positioning yourself differently than where people are now. What is your competitive edge in this market? Yeah, I think building those relationships really early. Um, and I think we we kind of approach running a company with a really radical transparency. So mm. you'll see like one of our co-founders, Maddie, like live story in her period when she's trying <laughs> not to put cups or, yeah. you know, this, this is, you know, what the co-founder's sex life is like, or this is mm. what, you know, lubricant we like use these are the vibrators that we like so i think um our customers and our users have a really like deep connection with us as a company and who the founding team is um so really really focused on building that strong engagement um i think our engagement across the board is almost double what the industry standard is for a health and wellness brand um so we're really trying to foster that strong engagement so that we can stay with them throughout their whole life's journey Yeah, I think that honesty is so big because you guys, you know, are trying to show like, oh, these are like real reviews of products. This is real information, but we're real people and we go through this shit too. (laughs) Right, right. Some type of like relatability and like solidarity in the struggles that we all go through. Absolutely. So where can people get involved? Um, Yeah, so... We are uh, live on ov.me, so um, would love if people can come check out our content. Also, um, we post a lot of things on social media, um, so they can always subscribe to our newsletter on ov.me, um, and we post updates about the companies. Uh, we also just launched, or we're launching uh, on Kiva Loan, which is a you know like funding uh, crowdfunding but loan based. So it's mm. like you're lending your friend money. Um, so we just launched on that as well. Um, but yeah, just sh- like spreading the word and sharing our stuff out there because, you know, even if a content piece isn't directly related to you, just sharing it, there could be someone in your life that is affected by what we're writing about. So I think just being more open and sharing these types of topics really will 
progress the conversation forward so that, you know, women do feel more comfortable sharing and talking openly about their own bodies and healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about um, some of the struggles that you're having right now in your startup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I think, yeah, this is probably universal across a lot of startups, but just, yeah, working on such a small budget um, mm. when you want to like scale so big. Uh, right. <laughs> And we have like all of these lofty goals of being able to reach people, you know, not just across the United States, but across the globe. Um, but we have like a very small advertising and marketing budget. Um, so we've really had to be creative in ways that we market and reach our customers, um, which has been, yeah, kind of a struggle to uh, you can only like post so many flyers in the women's bathroom. <laughs> you, right. know, you only have like such a bandwidth, but we've had to be really creative there. Um, yeah. And just, uh, you know, trying to explain what we're doing and why this is important to people that might not experience the same things mm -hmm. um, has also been, you know, really trying to figure out how to explain our story and why we're doing what we're doing to people that, you know, don't have vaginas or people that might not be personally affected by, you know, the issues that we're talking about. So that's also been a little bit tough. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about you as a founder, as an entrepreneur? What struggles oh. are you going through personally? So many. Um, yeah, start up, like starting a company is not easy. Um, and I think personally, especially when you're so invested and so passionate about something, you have mm -hmm. the tendency to just like want to, I don't know, do everything all the time. You want to... Um, you want to answer people's questions. You want to help out other founders in the space. You just want to do everything because you just love what you're working on. Um, and I think setting those boundaries is really uh, tough as a founder. Um, we have like our chat system on our platform. And for a while, it was just on all the time. So you're getting messages at, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning and just be like, oh, somebody has an IDT question. I need to respond right away. Yeah. Just having that talk with the team of like, no, we need to set certain hours for ourselves that we're not going to respond to questions like they can wait till the morning um, is super important. Just like setting those boundaries with yourself and making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you, yeah, if you get too burnt out or you, um, yeah, don't pace yourself, I think in the long run, it's not going to be helpful. So that's been mm -hmm. a yeah, personal struggle of mine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on Founder Fridays, Courtney. And if you guys want to join in on the conversation, share this content, any of, or give any advice to Courtney on her startup, um, just leave a comment below, share this, get it out to more people. We want to help all of these wonderful startups. So thank you again so much, Courtney. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Do you have some advice for these founders or know somebody that should be featured on here? Then shoot an email over to brandon at brandonstover.com. Until next time, my friends, keep evolving.